0: Uh yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. no this, doubt.
1: This season? No. Probably no. well, right, within the next three seasons. All right. just test the audio for me. It's not live yet. Takes a few seconds. Right. Well, I've been live for like fifteen seconds.
0: And here we are. Can you hear me? One, two. One, two.
1: We're having some audio difficulties. We're trying to test that real quick. Test out real, 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 real quick. You can hear it. Can you hear the? All right. Well, it's another episode of beer, bacon, bros. We're coming to you live. Um, let us know if you hear a weird whining noise. Cause we're hearing it on our end. We're not sure if it's coming through on your end. So let us know in the chat. If you hear the weird noise. um, but anyways, another episode of Beer Bacon and Bros. We're gonna recap the uh Hazelwood Brewery event, football this weekend. Tons of playoff baseball's been happening too. So we're gonna talk about that. But as always, I've got Chris and Adam in the studio. Oh well, well sorry. I've got them muted. There you oh, go. Oh
0: man, thank you. Thank you for yeah. unmuting us now. Yeah, Glad we welcome. could actually you, Yeah, talk he unmuted me. Okay, good, yeah. good, good. Yeah. good. We yeah. can hear you now. <laughs> but anyways, Oh, thanks yeah. for letting us talk with you, Alex. Glad, glad yeah. we could, uh,
2: join in with you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> thanks for considering us valued, valued teammates. Oh, let oh, you turn our volume down.
1: There we go. There we go. Did you turn our volume down though? No, not our volume down. Okay. It's just our headset volumes went down. I changed something else. So I think either just, way, just we're just, yeah, we're good. We're good.
0: Audio yeah. I mean, should be good. I say, I can hear y'all clear and professional
2: clear and clear. streamers. Yeah, we're, we're
1: professionals. You. We're pros. Yeah. But anyways, um, great weekend. We had fun at the Hazelwood, uh, brewery down in Lexington, South Carolina, right there on main street. Um, Matt, the owner is a freaking, uh, genius is pool of knowledge. Genius may not even like suffice. Like when it comes to like brewing beer and stuff, this dude is just absolutely ridiculous. It makes no sense. Um,
2: I thought it was I thought it was great, like the amount of knowledge that he was actually bringing and and his like it, it felt really great because it didn't really feel like a Q&A or like an interview because it just felt like a bunch of like he wanted to make it feel like a bunch of guys just sitting around talking, drinking beer and discussing beer. Yeah. And, and I, think,
0: uh, I think um, what was it? The home store that he used to help run, which is not, which is Cag Cowboy, but which yeah. is now a restaurant and bar. But, yeah, I mean, that's what what they did. They said they sat around and talked beer. They talked about home brewing and just guys being dudes, drinking beers, talking beers, how to make it. So I think, it, you know, it was second nature for him, you know. It wasn't a and a like you're saying.
2: Yeah, yeah. So
1: he was
0: he was very he, – he was honestly
1: really into it. And the amount of knowledge he spilled and was able to provide us was just – it, I mean, that was just mind-boggling to me—the amount of stuff that he threw out. You gotta go back and listen to the episode. It's just the first what thirty minutes is just him talking to us. I would Makes say it's not even really us interviewing him; it's more him just telling his story and all the stuff he knows. And it's it's a great time. Yeah, it
2: was it was super cool, and uh, and I think we all had a good time. I think the the three of us had a really good time. We ended up trying all ten beers that are on tap. You can find our scores uh, from that episode. On Instagram. On Instagram, um, yep. if you're not following us, that's a great way to see us and, and a little back scene to to who we are and and what we do and um you know make sure you're following us on Instagram, just Beer Bacon Bros, and uh, and also follow us on our Facebook page because we do you know post a lot of stuff on there too. So, um, but really, really just fun event. Um, some good scores, some fair scores. We call Alex and I
1: called some controversy for the for the farm beer. But, yeah, people uh, people be hating on that farm beer. I'll tell you it was you, actually a really good people be hating beer. on that farm beer. I think I think what people hate about the farm beer is it's not in what their mind thinks is a craft beer. Yeah. They're expecting a ton of flavor, a bunch of weird different stuff going on. But like, no, the farm beer is just a good natural beer that just fits right there in the light beer category. And then that's why I like it so much because it was the story behind it, the taste it had. The the drinkability of it is just phenomenal easy, too. Very,
0: very, very easy. Yeah.
2: And the and the three and a half percent, I mean, you can you can give some flack for that because you know, even domestic beers bring a four point two percent to the table. But I mean, I but agree, I, I agree I, with Alex. Hey,
1: um, I don't see the Anheuser Busch family out there picking the hops. Taking those hops, processing them, and then brewing them into the beer for Bud Light. Yeah,
2: there's a lot of there's a lot of love, a lot of energy, a lot of passion put into the farm beer. A lot of
0: time and effort putting into that, and
2: And, uh, blood, sweat, and tears too, man. Blood, sweat, and tears. picking that
1: shit out there in the middle of August. Like, come on. (laughs) Yeah, that boy is hot.
2: And that's kind of why I think I was such a I'm such a big fan. Um. I think that's why I'm such a big fan of it, because even I understand people when people talk about craft beer, they don't ever want their craft beer to be probably associated with or like, you know, people compare it to a Bud Light. But in a sense, I mean, it, there's there's so many different flavor profiles, so many different tongues out in this world. There's a lot of people that want to go to a brewery, want to, you know, like craft be able beer to have a Bud and be Light, exactly. Quote and be able to have something similar to Bud Light. So. I mean that's why I think uh, that's why I think it's it's great to have something like that on your on your list. Want to do a quick roundtable of favorite beers? Like what what was your exact favorite beer from the episode?
1: Probably the Mexican lager.
2: Yeah, you, you, if it, you,
1: if I'm not doing farm beer, it's gonna have to be uh, the the Piranha Gun, the real sour one.
2: Yeah, I was. I think that's kind of. I kept thinking about it after I finished that episode because people. Like my mom and Sydney and some other people kind of asked me, like, yo, what, you know, what was your, what was actually your favorite beer? And, you know, farm beer's up there for me, mixed berries up there for me, piranha gun's up there for me, and Mexican lager's up there for me. But I, I probably say that piranha gun probably ended up taking the cake because ju- it was, it was such a quality sour. Like it had such strong sour taste to it. The mixed berry was good. It's berries that I don't typically prefer and it didn't bring a lot of sour to the plate with it. <laughs> We're still trying to think something over here. Nothing I, I, <clears throat> I think you got it. I don't hear it anymore. Yeah,
1: I've got it. I think I've narrowed it down. Okay. Yeah, okay. I've been messing with the audio board this entire episode cuz I kept hearing this one little weird sound. I was like, I'm going to find out where this this shit's coming from.
0: But either way, yeah, like you saying <clears throat> the um was the Polana gun the one that tasted like the lemon head? Yes. Yeah, that was probably be my second. Was yeah. little, it was the, it was the most sour of the night, yeah. yeah. But and then Farm Beer was right up there too. I mean, and all I mean they didn't have anything that was like terrible or anything that was like bad. I mean, the unfiltered Pilsner was definitely uh, a low one for all of us. Uh, I say the ninth and the tenth one, the Indo Out though. Yeah, it's also one I wasn't. Yeah, the
1: the last two we literally tried the night were the, I would say least favorite. But you we, I wouldn't you, say that they're bad beers. We've get, had worse beers. Way definitely. Way oh, we've worse had beers, we've yes. had worse
2: beers. Yes, Alex, but, you gave the Indo Outdo like a mid eight five or something too. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a beer guy. Yeah, well, yeah <laughs> it, it was also an IPA. Yeah, yeah. I say
0: for, it just didn't fit my flavor profile.
1: Those are I the don't last, know. The last I, two were definitely ones you have to have a distinct flavor profile for you to can, enjoy it. See, yeah, because that
0: that unfiltered Pilsner was a little rough.
1: Yeah, the unfiltered. I, I'll give you that one. The unfiltered pilsner is like,
0: yeah, it is a
1: pilsner, but then you got to take into account the unfiltered part of it that like, it's it's a raw natural flavor. It's going to have those rough edges, you know.
2: Yeah it it wasn't it it wasn't for the boys is, is what
0: I'll say. It wasn't, for the, wasn't for the boys. It was oh. not for the boys of being beer, beer bacon. But we're
1: you
2: know we're, again we're super thankful for the opportunity to come out to Hazelwood. Um you know, for those, if you came out and supported us, we really, really love you. We really appreciate it. We know that it wasn't, um, exactly ideal with our location for where we ended up having the table and, and sound and audio and things like that. But, um, it meant a lot for us to, to have you out there and,
1: uh, yeah, and thank we you so
2: much and we will do more of those events as we move forward. We're, you know, continue to try and work, continue trying to scoop some things up and, um, I think we're definitely going to take that into case when when we start talking about locations and where we're doing things at brewery, because it it means a lot for us to have you around us and for you to be able to hear us. And we know that you're there for us. So um, we we promise we won't we won't try and ever do that kind of situation
0: again. But then uh, also a big shout out to the winners of the free koozies while we were there. (laughs) Uh, The Kudu family. Almost, almost, almost with a clean tweet. Us. Yeah, Garrett and Sarah, congratulations, those two, and then the third winner was Jacob. Correct. Yeah, Jacob Hunky from from the neighborhood here. Yep. So, so congratulations, he wanted a
2: koozie. He wanted a koozie so bad, he came back and changed the score just to just to try and get an idea. So, um but it was fun. It was fun. We appreciate everybody that participated in that too. We, you know, we'll probably do something like that again, and uh and we love we love giving away our koozies and also you purchasing our koozies. So. Oh, uh, appreciate the support. Yeah. So again, um,
0: so yeah, we
1: we gotta figure out some technical stuff because I I feel like there's a way to do the speaker and it not feedback in the mics because like what Muschamp does it at Carolina Wing or Wings and L whatever which, whichever one it is. Yeah, the Wings yeah. and Ale at the um, yeah, he, lady. they do it somehow. So there's gotta be a way we can do it. We're gonna we're gonna work some things out. But yeah, as Chris said, we we hated that it wasn't the same atmosphere. as Swamp Cajun is the way that you could hear us talking as we were talking. Um, Hazelwood was still a great atmosphere, great time. Everybody still had a, had a blast. That's a great little brewery to go to. I didn't even know it was in Lexington until maybe a little over a year ago. No, because they just start, They're just under a year old, so it's about six, seven months ago. Yeah, and
2: they're celebrating their one year anniversary on November second as well. Yeah. So,
1: um, go check them out, man. That's a cool little atmosphere. They got an upstairs area with the TV, lounge chairs, sofas. So you can, you know, really relax or go hang out downstairs in the patio area and enjoy the good weather or sit inside by the bar. It's it's a cool atmosphere. I love that
0: place. So, well, let's hop into it Uh, this week. uh, Alex, would you bling for us what we got?
1: So, it's another victory beer um, because I bought a case of the variety pack. So, I'm just going to shove them down your throat. But this one here is the Golden Monkey. So, it's much like the Sour Monkey from the episode before Hazelwood. But this one is a Belgian-style triple ale. But it still hits at the 9.5%. Uh, alcohol content. So
0: I I have had this one before.
1: It's also got added spice. I did not. I, I've never had one. it before. So, so be I'm a gonna play. But it. you're a big Belgian guy, though.
0: Uh, I don't mind. Yeah, like you're, I like You're the more blue. of
1: like the blue moon. So yeah, like zombies, I like blue. Moon. Like I that. like oh, yeah, blue. You like, you like Belgians. You, I would say you like Belgians more than I do. I would say correct, yes. correct.
0: I would. I would agree. But I have had this before. Jake's has it on tap. <laughs> so they. I don't know. That, that's why that's why i've had it when i'm in Jake's there every time I've been to Jake's i've made it a point to get it so oh well we know what that means on score wise so <laughs> i it's not a bad beer I'll tell you that
2: this Jake's jakes doesn't really count though I mean it's it's kind of Jake's he's probably already had dollar house liquor for the previous two hours before he's gotten into Jake's mm, no
1: Man, don't don't knock somebody for being an economical drinker okay
2: <laughs> I'm not knocking him we were all there one day We've, we've all we been were there, there for more
1: than one day. We were <laughs> there for like two years, three years. <laughs>
2: I think it's a, it a really quality, really, really quality beer. I like that a lot. Um,
0: A lot more spice than I kind of thought. I said, I've never actually seen it in a can. So I, I was kind of checking out the can design. Check it out, man.
1: Go for it. But yeah, it's a Belgian style triple IPA. Um, So you would think, you know, I would like the triple IPA factor. Something about the Belgian stuff kind of throws me for a spin on this one.
0: Was, yeah, Triple L, not IPA, Triple oh, L. Oh, Triple L, sorry.
1: But yeah, hits at 9.5%, so it's a stronger beer. It's got a little bit of added spice to it. What are you thinking, Adam?
0: It, it's got... I'd say it has just a little more spice than what they do over it, I guess, on the keg at Jake's, but... Oh, so still, you think the, the spice hits a little bit harder out of the l- can? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. But not by much. Not by much. But yeah. it's still it's still a quality quality beer, I'd say.
1: Okay. That's kind of interesting because, you know, most of the time we have uh, cans that come out with less flavor or less spice. But are you saying? This one actually hits a little bit harder. Yeah, mystical, I would, I would mystical, say so. It says, mystical flavors to enlighten you. The... Nose is loaded with a Belgian yeast character of banana and clove with an equally fruity body, balanced with a light, earthy hop character. Savor notes of orange and spice, followed by a dry finish. Hmm. I don't know, man. I'm kind of like on the fence about this one.
2: I feel like this is not going to get a great score from you, but... I'm I'm interested. I think mm, I think it's good. I think it's good. It's it's not the blue moon or um
1: I you don't know. know. This may not be the same one I've had before. So I feel like this one's definitely got more of a hop flavor than I've
2: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. This this brings a little more spice to it than yeah, I than I Yeah, There's a little more of the ass- hops
1: and the spice to it assumed
2: than... or thought of.
1: Okay, I'm changing my mind. I do like this one. What we got, Adam. What what score are you gonna throw out there?
0: Eight two.
2: I I knew I, I, I knew this one was gonna sneak its way into the eights with Adam. And and it just kinda it's a home beer. Don't get me wrong. It's all fair. If it's it, I'm not saying I'm certainly not saying it's uh wow, against the grain was a
0: terrible one for us. Um this is victory. Oh, yeah, the, the Against the Grain was a terrible beer. That was the uh, Jorge Costanza. Castanza, yeah. yeah.
1: Costanza, whatever. That and
2: it was still fun. wasn't as bad as the uh, Aloha Hazy IPA or whatever
1: that was yeah. that you and I did that Thursday night. The only two beers we've had on this show that we did not finish, like where everybody just did not want to take any more sips. Yeah, We're, like, we are done. This is Golden Monkey? Is that what you said? Golden was? Monkey, yep. Okay. And Adam
2: DeAnthony Truesdale-Smith with the eight point two
1: yeah I'm gonna go with the uh
2: Alex Theodore Roosevelt sin jumper okay <laughs> uh seven nine yeah I think that's I think that's fair I think that's I don't want to be the same as you so I'm gonna give my give it a seven eight for me. I think it's I think it's a quality beer. It's just like just like we always talk about. It. If it's in the sevens, you're probably getting it when you're there. I definitely If it's would... available,
1: yeah, you're getting it.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I don't think that one's going to be sold out. But hold on a second. Put it down. I'll, I'll grab another sip of it. I do agree,
1: though, that the spices that are added. It, it's something. It's like it when you take a sip and you as it's finishing, it finishes like it's an IPA. You got the hops to it. But then it's almost like the spices take over and it transitions into a different kind of like bitter or... Um, almost
2: like a fall festival kind of flavor.
1: Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, like a cinnamon nutmeg, not
2: not quite a cinnamon nutmeg, but like something like, um, you know, almost like a that kind of fall vibe that you kind of get. Um, I did end up bringing at least one beer that we'll have to do as well on the back end of the show, but um, maybe it's just the alcohol. Nine point five is a lot for an alcohol by volume. Yeah, but I mean, maybe. Maybe that's the added spices. You want another swig there, is sir? The, is the extra alcohol? It's just a little bit of alcohol. Just a little bit of alcohol burn. Or maybe we just have PTSD from the from the bourbon burn that we had going on with the
1: with the Jose Costanza.
0: Oh well, hey,
2: that was a bad beer, man.
0: Oh hey,
1: no I mean, that that sunscreen beer you brought that was that was, was worse. Even worse. Yeah,
2: that was worse. Like I, I think as like as as. Good people that we are sitting around this table, we don't want to dog anybody's beer. We don't want to disrespect or disgrace their beer. But if that beer owns disrespect, it's <laughs> gonna get it. All right,
0: that's all but, I'm saying. <laughs> hey, that, man, that listen, one beer
1: did deserve the disrespect. I,
2: I don't want anyone to be spending their money. Where on, did you get that beer? Both of those came from Total Wine. Both of those are from our Total Someone Wine. I need to
1: call them Total Wine, let them and, know what the fuck's going and on, and ask
2: them why they're charging people yeah. for that beer.
1: Yo, this shit is stupid. <laughs> Like, have you tried this? Yeah, ha- have you really tried this yet? I'll be that- damned if I go in there one day and they've got the little taste maker, like the little expert guy's review beside it. Oh yeah, I'm like that guy ain't got no goddamn taste buds. That's well, oh, that was kind of.
0: Uh, we went to a mountain weekend, uh, my junior year, or senior, I think it was junior year, and we walked into like total wine or whatever down in Charleston to go get some alcohol, and we got what we wanted and we checked out. Well, guys, we had about twenty bucks, twenty two dollars left, something like that. We're like, all right, let's get one more bottle or something. So we go to like the whiskey bobbin aisle. Pretty Isle. fucked up. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, let's get let's
1: get one more with the limited amount of resources we've got left.
0: <laughs> so we're like, so we so we uh we get rolling through the like whiskey boban aisle, and you see, we get to something. It's kind of like cannon shot or something. I don't remember what the name of what of it was, but it was like yeah, Steve's favorite or whatever, <laughs> whatever the guy George's favorite, and it was we're like. All right, it's like eighteen dollars for like a handle. We're like, all right, this is it. This is the move. We opened it one time in the mountains. Played our first game of like, um, what do we play? What do we play? Either way, it don't matter. That was the only time we got drank. Was the fu- we opened it the opening night, and then James decided, hey, I'm gonna you know take a big old swig of this before we get going down the mountain again to go home. And we wrote on the bottle: "Do not fucking drink this unless desperate." <laughs> that's how bad it was. That's one of those guys that like works there. That is like, I'm like, I think he wanted to see the world burn. That's what I was saying. i was yeah, like, how is this somebody? It what? There's no way it, this is someone's favorite. Correct, unless, but because of way you, it's how, positioned. How
1: many, how many people were in your group?
0: Uh, like eight or ten of us. Okay, and all ten of
1: eight to ten of you said that was this horrible. Is, Awful, horrendous. okay, yeah. There's he that was a guy that wanted to see the world
0: burn, but what I'm thinking though is like, I'm assuming if you're gonna put whatever his name's favorite, it's gonna be the liquor above it, correct? Not below it. You would you would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah but yeah, he it also uh, usually
1: has the name of the actual stuff on the little label. Says, oh, it like, didn't. This was just it. had like oh, okay. a
0: picture of the dude and it said George's favorite or whatever,
1: and it was sitting on the shelf, yeah. So I would expect what is above it. That's yeah. what and that's what we would be where it, the price tag is. Yeah, yeah it'd be and price so tag for that liquor,
0: and yeah. so it was like like I said, cannon shot or something. I don't remember, but it was. And it was what type? Was it wine? No, it, it was, was a liquor. No, it was a liquor. It was a, a, it, can was can like a whis- it was like a whiskey or a bourbon or something. I don't. <laughs> remember, but it was, cannon
1: shot sounds like a rum. I feel like that'd be like a cheap spiced rum. Cheap spiced rum. I
0: don't. know. Yeah. It wasn't. It was a bourbon or a whiskey, but it was horrendous. I kind of. Okay, that's
1: you. You bought a bourbon whiskey that was named cannon shot, which should be a rum name. So okay, a the distillery is already fucked up.
0: First off, it was eighteen dollars. All right, we had like twenty. For a whole handle, yeah, sure. We were we were oh, that's <laughs> below
1: Evan Williams, dude. <laughs> you, I mean, but it was probably, still more
0: expensive than like old Crow and Benchmark.
2: You probably bought something that has like the store probably has a homeless man that comes to it and this all, is what every they, week, and this yeah, is yeah, what y'all favorite.
1: didn't know is like James's favorite. That James is the homeless man that lives out there. Yeah, yeah that's the where I was saying, yeah. like,
0: I don't know. What man's the
1: most drunk. He don't care about no taste. Exactly. I I don't
0: know what guy cut his tongue out and then started being a a bobin taster, but this wasn't it. This was not it.
2: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, this is, this is your home. This is your homeless man's favorite. And that's, Hey, you know what? It helped them with at least one sale. They put the homeless man's name on the uh, on the thing. And it it let them get at least one sale.
1: Yeah. I mean, you guys bought it. So they definitely had one sale. Um, I'm sure they've had more. That's, yeah, that's kind of funny that you guys were like, you, I mean, I would do the same thing if it was labeled as Wait, one of their, I one mean, of their, like, so their, their, one of their guys' favorites. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, you know, Total Wine, they have, like, the employees' stuff listed around, but those, those guys, and know girls, what they, like, t- they know, know what they're they d- talking about. Yeah. They taste this the all the time. They go to these classes. They, they kind of know what they're doing.
0: Yeah, well, this guy apparently didn't. I right? he must have failed.
1: <laughs> he must he must have been the rookie. Like they haven't sent him to haven't sent him any classes yet or anything like that. Something,
0: something. Either way, it was bad. But hey, don't be knocking the
1: old crow because me and Chris got the old crow. What is it? The old crow old reserves. reserves. Hey, hey, for thirty dollars, that shit actually was not that bad. It was not anywhere close to thirty dollars. It was,
2: it was probably about 22? twenty-two. <laughs> yeah, but hey, it wasn't bad. <laughs> it it really actually. It was kind of... I bought it as a joke because it was either my bachelor party or his bachelor party. It was which, yours. We were in, in the house, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and I bought it as a joke because, you know, Alex and I and, and yourself as well, drank Old Crow as the dollar house liquor at Saloon when we were in college, you know, before 11, yada yada. And Old Crow is always so terrible. I mean, it's just lot p- good. pure a lot gut. Lot good. Good. And... Uh, but I was like, hey, you know what? We're going to have a night where we're really toasted up. We want an extra little topper off here and and the Old Crow Reserve might do it for us. I mean, at some points, we were having our middle-of-the-day drink was Old Crow Reserve and Coke, and we were like, all right, you know what? This really isn't that bad. So, yeah, I mean, if if you're out there, you're a senior in college, you want a little more sophisticated whiskey, but also want it still on the cheaper side, go grab you some Old Crow Reserve.
1: Yeah, if you want to impress your friends, be like, hey, man, I bought us a reserve bottle. I spent
2: an extra $5 yeah. on that
1: bottle. Go get that old reserve. <laughs> They'll be like, Hmm, that shit good. Yeah. Like, yeah. It costs $25. That shit terrible. Mm, just under Evan Williams. Yeah. You went from USDA, <laughs> you went from USDA prime shit to USDA choice shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: man. So, um, another tough loss this weekend for the Gamecocks, but, uh, but definitely some good football this weekend. I, Adam. You were out of town, right?
0: Uh, no. I had a soccer game on Sunday and a baseball game at five. What'd you do on Saturday? On Saturday, we watched the game at the house. Oh,
2: okay, okay. So,
0: Alex and I had a uh, baby we, shower and then came back and watched uh, watched some other games as well. But, um, but no, we did a lot of yard work on Saturday and then stepped in and watched the game and then finished up yard work. Did you do the classic dad? Mow the lawn shirtless with a beard in hand? Uh, no, not this time. It's a little too cold to do it shirtless. So you mow the lawn with a beard in hand? No, I didn't have, <laughs> but I did have a beard, just not in hand.
2: <laughs> oh, but so like we said, t- tough loss for the Gamecocks. Uh, some other good games were on the slate, though. I mean, the the Auburn Georgia game, while it was a highly touted game, didn't really turn out to be a very good game at
1: all. But um, no, that. That game is historically a low-scoring game, and they were just like, you know what? If it let's let's screw history, we're just gonna make it all one-sided. Yeah,
2: and and Oklahoma
1: dropping two. At least I did not bet that game though.
2: Yeah, thank God, thank God, Oklahoma dropping two games. Um, they lost to Kansas State, and then back this weekend they lost to Iowa State. Texas loses to TCU, so the Big Twelve in a little trouble here. They're trying to fit somebody in the playoffs, and and can't. Decide who the hell is going to actually win the freaking conference and who's going to who's going to stay up there. So, was it
0: Iowa State currently has a chance to still win the Big Big Twelve? Yeah, hell yeah,
2: hell yeah. I mean, hell, they only they opened the season with a loss to, um, who was it? Is it? Was a, it was like a uh, Sun Belt team, and uh, it wasn't Coastal because Coastal beat Kansas. Maybe it was like Western Kentucky or Lafayette. It was Lafayette. That's what it was. It was Louisiana Lafayette. But they're undefeated in the Big Twelve, so better Is that than
0: two two and one for them now. Yeah, on the
2: year? yeah, two and one on the year, two and zero in the Big Twelve. So, who knows? Maybe Iowa State comes out of the uh, Big Twelve if the Big Twelve could just find a way to buy Nebraska and Iowa from the Big Ten. That conference would just be so much better. One, it have twelve teams again? And two, you would you would not have Iowa and Iowa State in two different conferences while also being in the literal same state.
0: Being well, I mean, being rivals as such, but it's the same way with South Carolina and Clemson. Two
2: those conferences overlap though, demog like geologically. I mean, the ACC and the SEC actually literally overlap for most of it. Yeah, I would. Yeah, but I mean, the Big Ten is you know the Northeast, the cold, the snow, the blah 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 blah, and then like the Big Twelve, you just think of the plains of Texas and Oklahoma. In Kansas. <laughs> in Kansas. Because that's pretty much what the whole conference is made up of. Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas.
0: <laughs> I guess, I mean, is, is Colorado in that same conference? No,
2: see, Colorado used to be in the Big 12. Now they're in the Pac-12. Okay. Right? So you got Colorado with the with the mountains mixed with the, the beaches of, of L.A.
0: Going out there to UCLA and playing. <laughs> and, and then you got, you got the USC the... and... Then you got the depressive, the per, depression
2: of the gray and snow and rain in Seattle of Washington. So, the Pac-12 is diverse. I give them that. They're they're diverse on all their landscapes. So, <laughs> Alex, Alex, you feel like you want to join in on the show at any point? I mean, you're, I know you're having a
1: lot of fun over there with your mic. No, I don't. I don't really care about the, all those other conferences. The Pac-12, big. Nah, whatever. They all, <laughs> they all suck. They all compared to the suck SEC. this <laughs> year, right now. They all do just <laughs> suck this year.
2: That's kind of what Will talked about today. It's just like how, like, he talked about how difficult the schedule was last year. But he also talked about how just sucky it is that every freaking week you got to strap it up and go at somebody again, playing in the SEC or like a ten-game SEC schedule. He was like, you know, you you just don't get any freaking weeks off. You don't get to let anybody rest. You just got to strap it up and, and go at it again in another, you know, five days. So
1: I mean, he's, no, I mean that's a legitimate thing. Like with with these big. Power 5 conferences, well, not Power 5. But, um, well, they are Power 5. You no, know, not all of them are Power, though. Yeah, fair enough. But, <laughs> like, with the SEC, like, and I know people hate when they say SEC's the, they're like, oh, I'm so tired of the SEC's the best conference. It's like, But if you look at those teams that come out of the SEC every year, usually it is a... Powerhouse, just like beat your face in, just rough and tough schedule that these teams have to go through. Bo- but for what eight weeks, they've got to survive eight weeks of that then go to the ball season and then play
0: other teams like that aren't playing SEC teams week in and week out. Yeah, but not only that, but yeah, you're looking at but both sides of the ball too. Like you have a you have an O line that's coming in at 6'5, 320 with a running back who's 6'3, 220. And then you're looking at, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, you have a hard hitting safety, hard hitting lineman. You know, they come to bring the wood every week. They come to hit you, put, you know, put you on your ass every week. And yeah, I mean, you're not going to see that out of every single conference. You're going to have your powerhouses of each conference. Like, you're going to have Clemson out of the ACC. You're going to have Ohio State. You're going to have, in this case, Texas, Oklahoma. But it's like, it's like what I'm getting at. Like, if you look at the top to bottom. Yeah, yeah, the the talent who are, who level that they drops pl- who off. Who are
1: they playing week in, week out that's just going to beat the snot
0: out of them?
2: Nobody. I mean, it's it's going to be... Like, their only actual competition this season across their schedule is going to be Notre Dame
0: and, and, and Miami, Miami. Yeah. that they but play this let's week.
2: let's
1: talk about the Notre Dame being ranked. We've been saying it for almost 10 years, I feel like.
2: Yeah, I mean, Notre, listen, Notre, Notre Dame's, Dame's
1: ranked always ranked in the first three weeks of the season. And then after that, people are like, okay, maybe we gave them too much credit.
2: It's a yeah, it's an every year media bias thing with Notre Dame. Like it, it legitimately is if you look at it. They it always never fails. Never no, fails. No matter what Notre Dame did last year, no matter what the recruiting class looked like, no matter how their bowl game went, every single year Notre Dame starts at the top 25. Every single year. And this year they're going to start at the freaking top 10. They've moved their way all the way up to 5 now. They'll play Clemson, they'll lose by 25 and they'll fall about to 15 or 18 so we're around there. And that's just kind of, unfortunately, like how it goes with Notre Dame. So, yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I'm not arguing in any way, shape or form, because I think Mississippi State is the greatest example of it because they beat LSU in freaking LSU and then they come home to play Arkansas, who has been like over the last three, four years, been the literal worst SEC football team, like worse than Vandy. And they, you know, knock them off. You know, Arkansas pulls the upset. So, I mean, that's just going to be – that's going to be kind of how it goes this week, this year, in the SEC. So, whoever's the healthiest, whoever, you know, I guess catches Missouri and Vandy back-to-back weeks, which I, I don't think that we do, they're unfortunately. Catch, they're
1: catching one of the top three on – while they're injured.
2: Yeah. You know, it's just – Yeah. It's going to be – It
1: does make a difference. People can say it doesn't make a difference, but it does. When you were – facing these hard hitting players for you know in, in a normal season when you're playing them what eight games out of the year
2: that you typically like in a regular season you play them eight games a year and you you actually okay, so let's,
1: t- let's take out like two or three so at most you're you've got five weeks of just beating the little dog shit out of each other. Yeah, yeah. it's it's gonna take a toll on your injuries. Yeah and it's well... gonna take a toll on composure just everything. It's no one can. No one. I don't know. It's just it's it's tough to survive that much that much hell.
2: Like <laughs> the the sad part is South Carolina gets it even worse because you play you play and we typically play an ACC team to start the year. That's a middle of the road team, you know somebody like that. This year we weren't going to, but you know, we play a couple non conference games at the beginning of the year. You play your eight SEC games, and then you play one extra non conference game right before Clemson. So, you get eight SEC games, and you get the number one team in the country and two-time national champion in the last five years. So, um, you know, the South Carolina schedule is just going to always be that tough.
1: Yeah, it's always – it's rough being a Carolina fan, especially right now. because It is. It is. Like, this year we've had, what, half the damn schedule is ranked in the top 15? If not top, top 10. 10. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 We, I mean, we've – Yeah,
1: like – that sucks. That just genuinely sucks. Yeah. Going into that, knowing that you really, you really don't have a business to compete with those teams. But then seeing the first two games of the season, we've competed. We've hung Wait, in there. I
0: say we've been there. We've been on we've the been edge right of, there. Edge of, you know, a, a play here, a play there. Tennessee
1: was one game. It was one play. Tennessee was one play. If yeah. It wasn't for the pick six. That was it. Now, Florida, a lot of stuff kind of went wrong later in the game. Um, but it's just it's rough because you're like, you know, one or two things here and there. Could have changed the outcome, yeah. yeah. My
2: curiosity is going to be this weekend ahead of Vandy. Can we beat Vandy by 20, right? Vandy's not a very good team.
1: I think our they, team needs to. They need it. They I think, need to go out there and just smoke the shit out of Vandy.
2: I, I think if we come out there and we literally beat the dog shit out of Vandy this weekend – it's going to prove that our team actually is as good as we've we've been thinking about, been talking about. Because Alex is one hundred percent right. We're we're literally one play away from being with Tennessee or beating Tennessee. And then you know we 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 lost by two touchdowns, but we were one play away from being down a touchdown and an onside kick and stuff like that. So I mean we were, we were in that game a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't know. I th- I think now. My uh, I know what we did at the beginning of the year, uh, beginning of the season. My my prediction is now looking a little uh, little hopeful. You called
2: us? You call six, six and four? four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's gonna be uh, gonna that's be a little rough there, big guy. Yeah. So I mean, you you still got the easiest game still left. You still got Missouri Van. But I was thinking, Tennessee.
0: you know, uh, you know, it, like you said, it was a play or two here. We could have won that Tennessee game, yep. and that was one out. You know, I said. That could be a turning point there where if we go out and we win that game, like... It's Hell, a- I was
1: one of those guys saying we could possibly squeak out seven wins, so...
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that was... Uh, but
1: hey, to be fair, though, I truly believe these past two games we could have won. We could. I think Carolina really had a chance to be two and zero right
2: now. You talk about the pick six in the Tennessee game. Truth be told, you don't fuck up the punt return at the end of the game. True. Yeah. That. And and yeah. You, you know you have the ball. No,
1: that's yeah. That's two influential plays right
0: there that
2: exactly. just screw up the game. Exactly. You have the ball with a chance to drive and win the ball game.
0: Or, or it's like win, when, was it was in the tie.
2: You could have either a field goal would have tied, touchdown would have won.
1: Yeah. It was. It was a very very influential play, and it's like.
0: Looking at Florida, Carolina. Was it a minute, minute and a half left in that game? Yeah, when, oh, more, more, more than a well, minute well, and I say
1: plenty of time, but oh what God. I'm about to speak about next is we got the ball back with eight minutes left in the Florida game, finally turned it over with 50 seconds left on the clock.
2: Was and it, you were down two touchdowns.
1: 15, now, yeah. 15 play that. drive. Something 15 like that. play drive. There was never a no huddle offense, and every snap count was almost the full 40. Full 40. Like, I feel like every play clock was at five or four seconds when we snapped the ball, finally. But most champions thought about, we. well, we were being urgent. We're just thinking what Florida gets. No. If you were being urgent, you'd be doing no huddles. You'd be snapping the ball as quick as you could.
2: Yeah. Literally, literally what you want is you want to get the exact get that, opposite. You want to get that ball off within 15 seconds. You want to be lined up and having your next play within 15 seconds of the final, of the whistle blowing for the other play ending.
1: No, no, no hurry to end this at all. I mean. And he was. <laughs> and I, I hate the fact that he was like, well, we're not going to change anything about our urgency. Like, no, you really do need to look at that. Yeah. That was an issue.
2: And it's it's not that I'm against him not burning the timeouts. I mean, I get that because if you don't get the. On, I, I feel like he sold out for the onside kick. The oh, whole, yeah, he, from the he, moment he, we got the ball yeah. back with eight minutes left, he was like, we're going to
1: get it.
2: Yeah. He sold out for the onside kick. And then he held on to the timeouts. He said it today in his interview. He held on to the timeouts in case we didn't get the onside kick. Well, hey, big guy. We got eight minutes on the freaking clock. Go score a touchdown within three minutes and then kick it deep. You got five and you know, five minutes left or five and a half left. And you don't have to, you know, you don't have to sell out for the onside. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And if you stop them within three plays, you get the ball back. So I don't know. A lot a lot of a lot of uh a lot of discussion there around what to in the digest future. and discuss people, people politely asked him how he felt like his relationship with Ray Tanner and how Ray Tanner was. What, what was Ray Tanner's feedback on how they felt the program was going or going this year, at least. And of course he said, that. that's Ray's, a ballsy fucking
1: question. To ask. Yeah.
2: He said that, Ray, that
1: basically means, Hey, is Ray Tanner said he's going to fire
0: you?
2: Well, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's something you and I have discussed off air and we'll, I, we'll, I guess we'll save it or put it into play one day, but Um, you know, it's definitely being mentioned. It's definitely being talked about as far as writers and fans go.
0: Will's on the hot seat. Always. Yeah, I mean,
2: he's ESPN. He's in the
0: process of being in the hot seat.
2: ESPN listed him as the number one hot seat coach for the SEC. So, um, not not a surprise. There's a lot of turnover. Like if you look at the SEC, there's a lot of turnover. Jerry Pruitt is in his third year at Tennessee. Uh, you know, Kirby Smart's in his third year at Georgia. Gus Malzahn is always on the hot seat, so I mean, I guess they couldn't couldn't lead the <laughs> our article with that. But Ed Orsrode just won a national championship. Nick Saban is Nick Saban. Both Mississippi and Mississippi State added new coaches. Arkansas added a new coach. Derek Mason is probably also really on the hot seat. He's in his sixth year at Vandy. And um, um, Mar-
1: excuse me. Also about Mississippi, Lane Kiffin should always be on the hot seat. <laughs> He should always be on the hot seat.
2: Oh, I can't wait to Screw hear this. That talk, talk. Screw that man. Screw that man. Talk to me.
1: <laughs> just no. I'm just just Lane Kiffin just never does good. He he he's a good coordinator. Just look at his head coaching record. He's just he's not good. I mean, also he fact he told Alshon Jeffrey went to Carolina. He was going to be pumping gas for the rest of his life, and he's wearing a Super Bowl ring that Lane Kiffin doesn't have.
2: So Al- Alshon Jeffrey's collecting money to be on the IR right now, yeah, as hey, always.
1: Alshon Jeffrey's making more money than Lane Kiffin is.
2: How how bad is it if Alshon Jeffrey like does not play the entire year for the Eagles? His contract runs up. The Eagles are like, hey man, we we don't want to resign you because you're always hurt, and he goes to like New England. That's what I was thinking about the other day. This man goes to like n- the New England Patriots and just you know collects bags while also competing for for you know NFL championships and stuff like or or he goes to like freaking Kansas City or something. And they get a jump out kind of guy.
1: I'd be more concerned if he actually went to like Tampa Bay. Yeah, well, uh, Alshon <laughs> does, Jim- does
0: Ta- Brady does and Tampa Alshon? Bay. Does Tampa Bay have a, a spot for a third six-three receiver? Yeah, I mean, I, if Brady asks for, it, he will receive. <laughs> <That> <laughs> how, big, how big? is Chris Godwin? Chris Godwin's
2: only like six-one.
0: All oh, right, Mike Evans is what six-six-five. Six, okay, and. Alshon, 6'3".
2: Mike Evans is the closest thing to a tight end receiver you're going to get.
0: I don't know. That kid out of, what was his name? Pettis? Pitts? Pitts. That's Pitts. an actual tight end. I. Uh, yeah, but still, he's... He could play, rece- he play receiver at 6'6". Six, six.
2: Pitts is the closest thing. You remember when Jimmy Graham used to be really, really good for the New Orleans Saints? Yeah. Pitts is the closest thing to a college version of the New Orleans Saints' Jimmy Graham. Like, that is that is the closest thing you get there.
1: Pitts was making Carolina's defense look like little children out there.
2: Did you realize he only caught four balls? What oh, three touchdowns? Seen more
1: influential than that. Oh, was it was what three touchdowns? three touchdowns?
2: It was it was two touchdowns and two big time first downs when they needed them.
1: Okay, so yeah, four major passes. Yeah, because <laughs> when what, you should be really covering the guy. Well, and
0: I also felt like they um I understand uh, McQuaum was a corner, but he's six four. And yeah, McCorm- he's also been hurt, and they don't want to address that though. They but don't put, want him to on- put him talk about it. He talked about it on today. pits he's- at the six four on the six six matchup. Put him on pit because our linebacker, our linebacker core, at least keep make up. him the number two guy on pits. Yeah, have a corner to bump and run him. And if McCormick can't actually run at full speed, have him the second guy that comes in and catches him deeper down the field. Well, not only that, but yeah, just I, I feel like the linebacker core couldn't keep up with him. Oh, not at all. The the corners aren't just aren't big enough. Yeah, and McQuamu wasn't there to make the plays when he.
2: Well, we'll we'll talk about it today because they asked him. They they looked over the numbers and McQuaumu played like only less than twenty percent or close to twenty percent of the plays on defense at corner, and uh, and he played the other like seventy of his plays at or eighty percent of his plays at safety. And they asked him about it, and Will was like, "Well, we you know we talked to Israel, and he, he felt like." His hamstring wasn't good enough to cover go routes and deep routes down the field. So we let him play safety when we were between the 20s. And then when they got to the goal line situations and moved down to corner so that he could play one on one with Pitts, which by the way, he caught one of his touchdowns on Aquamune. He caught one of his touchdowns on JC Horn. So those two really talented safeties, quote unquote, really didn't look very talented this weekend, especially At least against, not Pitts. against Pitts. Yeah.
1: Granted, though, granted, Pitts was. Those four catches were hell of good catches.
2: Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, listen, Pitts is Pitts is a first round pick. But I mean, so are these corners as well. They're supposedly first round pits.
0: But anyhow, it is what it is. That game's done and over with. We need to look like you said, look forward to Vandy. We need to get out there. Put a ton of points up. You know, show The show team the,
1: needs a big ass.
0: Show the fan, you know, yeah, as a as players of the team and then as fan you know show show them that yeah this is the team that we were expecting this is the team that everybody has been talking about that we can go out we can put up points we can play and compete in on on the schedule that we have yeah the fans need it big time
1: really really need it um georgia looked phenomenal
2: yeah i was
1: I was dogging on Georgia the first game against
2: Arkansas because they looked terrible. And this new little bit. Oh, kid. we all
1: thought they were overrated after that first Ooh, game.
2: yeah. And everyone was,
1: thought. If you didn't think it, you were just lying to yourself.
2: Yeah. If you were a Georgia fan going, Yeah, we're still winning ten, you know, we're still winning nine games this year, you would be lying to yourself after that first game.
0: Well, like you said, they didn't look as coherent on offense because they didn't have a starting quarterback. Well, now now they feel like they found their guy, and, and, I, and that Stetson Bennett kid. Yeah, and and he
2: uh he looked good
0: because they had it was originally was it, the Mathis kid that played for him. Game one started, didn't look great. They brought Bennett in; he looked a lot better. But was it they were expecting? Was it J T Daniels to be the starter?
2: Well, J T didn't get approved from the N C A A until after game one, and and he was ready and a quote unquote available for the Auburn game in case Bennett didn't look good. And then Bennett looked phenomenal. So I, I don't know if JT Daniels is going to get a whole lot of playing time going forward for Georgia because Mr. Stetson, I mean, the people are apologizing. And
0: he a freshman or a sophomore I too. Think he's a freshman. I think
2: he's a richer freshman. So we are both mesmerized by this man over here. <laughs> he's
1: his, trying to
0: figure it out. I've yeah. got, it. I'm
1: figuring it out. But anyways, let's talk about, uh, players getting eligibility, Chris,
0: Oh my goodness! Let's so talk
1: about it. Players getting th- eligibility. So,
0: have you
2: seen Adam? Have you seen what's going on?
1: I was say I, I know the story, but I don't know well enough that Chris knows it. Wait, like wait. like Chris, I, I don't know well enough. Like Chris knows it. So with
2: you, with what? With all right. So Jalen Brooks, you know Jalen Brooks got denied his immediate yes, eligibility. Yes, yes. All right. Do you know who Caden Mays
0: is? I know the name. Do you know who Jalen Gatwood is? I've also heard the name. And, and, and both of them got and J T Daniels. Yes, and okay. all. JT got approved for instant eligibility, and the other two also got approved yes. for and, eligibility. And
2: so I'm a, just to put the background behind it, Caden Mays, five-star offensive lineman from Knoxville, Tennessee, coming out of high school, commits to Georgia. I don't blame him. Georgia's the, the place to go to if you're an offensive lineman.
0: And you want to play in the SEC. And you want to play in the SEC. So, uh,
2: you know, Georgia loses all of their freaking talent this past year, and Caden goes... Well, I'm going to transfer too. And they're like, all right, well, you know, what are you transferring for? Well, I want to go home because my brother committed to Tennessee. I want to, I'm from Knoxville. I want to go play for Tennessee with my brother. And our offensive line coach went to Arkansas. Right? So, Caden puts in his transfer and doesn't initially get approved for week one versus us, but then, of course, gets approved this past week and plays. Jalen Gatwood, four-star quarterback, commits to Auburn, Right, so all right. Have you mind? Jack, uh, Caden Mays went from Tennis from Georgia to Tennessee, which is within the SEC, and in the SEC East, and the SEC East. So it, within the same division, to two, from one rival school to another rival school. Yep. Typically, in a regular year, it takes two years to transfer within that, within that.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, and is it is it one year within conference?
2: It's one year within conference. Two years if you're transferring within the same SEC division. Okay. So. Caden gets approved, gets immediate eligibility. Jalen Gatwood, four-star quarterback, commits to Auburn. Same year that Bo Nix, who is their current starting quarterback. So they're in the same class. They kind of come in together. They battle. Everybody's all about Bo Nix, even though Jalen Gatwood's a higher rated quarterback, which we all know about ratings. So Jalen doesn't get any playing time and decides he's going to transfer. Well, he transfers from Auburn to Kentucky, which is on opposite sides of the SEC. Right. Yeah. Still should be a one year eligibility, but or still should be a one year layoff as far as the transfer goes. But applies for immediate eligibility. Get Doesn't you. get immediate approval for week one because Auburn's playing Kentucky. So the school that he's transferring to is, you know, is playing the school that he transferred from. So I think as far as that goes, I understand that. Don't send him out for a year, but they give him the immediate eligibility. Could have played this weekend, but Kentucky feels like they have their quarterback in Wilson right now anyway. So he did. not and then <clears throat> JT Daniels, who is five-star quarterback from California, commits to USC, pl- actually played for USC last year, looked well towards ACL, decided he wanted to transfer from Southern Cal to Georgia because he saw, um, I was about to say Jacob Eason, who was not, it's not Jacob Eason, but Jake Fromm. And he sees Jake Fromm go. They have a lot of controversy over the quarterbacks. Sees a,
0: sees, a sees a chance to get in there and start.
2: Sees a chance to get in there and start for an SEC powerhouse. Gets his Gets his immediate eligibility. Jalen Brooks gets denied, and now we're in the appeals process, still waiting, still waiting, still waiting. We'll get Jalen Brooks. He'll get his eligibility about week six, probably, That's what I'm calling now.
1: So, it, it's mind boggling. But, what, that but what
0: was his what was their reasoning for his denial or his They don't give a reasoning. The, well, what was they they really don't tell you nothing. All right, so, I, right, I so where was... My
1: only explanation is Where was
0: Jalen Books transferring from? Wingate. Okay. Have you, ever heard, school. have you ever heard of Wingate? Yes, I've heard of Wingate. Do you they, know where Wingate is? No. I have no idea where Wingate is either. But isn't Wingate on that same level as, like, Limestone and Newberry and all that? Like, that D2? Yeah, I think so. It's, it's yeah, definitely it's like D2, D2 you, level.
1: You can't justify, like, these guys going from Georgia to Tennessee and then deny the guy going from Wingate to Carolina. I agree. And it's it's one of those things to where... it The process I, I makes no sense. I seriously believe that week in and week out, when these committees are reviewing these cases for NCAA, there's no way it's the same guys on the same committee. It has to change. They, there's no way they can deny Brooks, but then uh, prove these other two guys. It just makes no sense.
2: Wingate's in North Carolina.
1: It literally makes no sense. They, they cannot be the same dudes on the, the same board... Every time they review one of these cases, there's right. no
2: way. I agree. And I, I you know, it's kind of like what a reporter for South Carolina said this past weekend. It's the name, man. Like Jalen Brooks isn't five star Caden Mays. He isn't four star Jalen Gatwood. He isn't five star JT Daniels, right?
1: Oh, that does make sense too. They, they the NCAA knows that these are big time athletes, so they can't deny Yeah, you know,
2: they'll catch more controversy. They might catch yeah. a lawyer, they might catch, you know, but then also these guys I think help TV if, ratings.
1: If the media was really on their game, they'd catch more controversy for denying Brooks, but approving these two guys.
2: I know. I mean they, if the media
1: know, was really on top of it. The they, NCAA would get screwed over by doing what they're doing. Well, they catch it from the South
2: Carolina media, but the NCAA but that's doesn't, it, yeah. doesn't, doesn't care about that. So
1: and no other states going to report on it because it's it's Carolina. That's not their school. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that's just uh, such a such a aggravating thing. And the biggest thing that Alex and I talked about, the f- it's a free year of eligibility. So yeah, if, why does if it you,
1: matter anyway? If you're
2: giving everybody a free year of eligibility, why the hell does it matter if he plays or not? Because you're giving everybody else a free year. So why why not let him
1: play? There, it makes no sense. It really doesn't. Makes zero sense. I can't find an explanation for it. I can't even try to like exaggerate an explanation for it. It's just yeah, it's just stupid. It's stupid. The NCAA is a horrible, horrible organization. You heard it here probably the thousandth time in your life. Exactly.
2: I mean, we we the Beer Bacon Bros podcast don't have to freaking tell you that the NCAA is a vile organization.
1: So go watch the last season of Blue Mountain State. Cause they actually get into why the NCAA is a horrible organization. And then they get blackmailed by the NCAA. Naturally,
0: naturally, naturally.
1: but it's also a really good show. Go watch, go watch. Blue it, State. it is a pretty great show.
2: I've actually kind of run out of things to watch on Netflix. Now i trying to figure I've been out
1: finding myself in that situation lately, but I did just share a post today of like a bunch of like murder documentaries and stuff like that. And like really cool. Like, cause there's I, a- love mini-series. I love those mini series. I love mini series that are based on history. That's either like, drama like you know like um the chernobyl series oh yeah that was a good it's, one it's not a true documentary but they stick to the facts and they reenact it as like as accurate as they possibly can and i either love stuff like that or little actual documentary mini series and i just found a whole bunch of new ones on Am- um not amazon uh, netflix because there's just start there's one through. that
2: just came up that's like a real life thing about
1: how the american so- killer the, the killer next door or whatever american murder is that what it was it's like the
2: guy killed his girlfriend
1: or something no he Okay. I don't want to ruin it for you. but just, well, I, I'm like, not gonna watch it. Sydney got dude, all excited The dude about um it. it was all over the news recently. Uh his name is Chris. Okay. Don't don't do don't do it. Do your, your other counterpart did Chris. Okay. Yeah. He um he is in jail for murdering his wife and his two very young daughters. Ah, yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Yep. But yep. yes, it is a very good show. i would watch it. And the way they film it, they use nothing but body cam footage. Police recording footage, home videos, or Facebook videos. And they put this story together for you using nothing but like actual footage from that time period. Damn. It's a wild. really good show. It's like the killer next door. It's on Netflix. It's it's trending in the top 10 right now. So when you open up Netflix, is as you know, top 10 in the US, go watch it.
2: Yeah. That was that
0: okay. was wild. Sounds interesting. Sounds interesting. I me.
1: think his girlfriend had a little a little bit more to play to it than she's uh, lit on. No, and Chelsea literally just said the same thing in the chat. His girlfriend definitely—it's—it's it's been running wild that she knew more. She knew more than what she was letting on to know. I got you, but I'm big into this murder mystery stuff, man.
2: Wait, so he? Okay, so his it, girlfriend is, knows more about him murdering his wife. Yeah,
1: she's she she was not she was no way and whatsoever connected to it other than the fact that he was cheating on his wife with her. But the show. everybody that's watched it and stuff that's come out and the things she's said, people are like, well, that she, bitch had a hand in this. It's well, kind of like Carol
2: Baskins trying to admit that she did. Oh yeah, it's like like tigers yeah. and yeah, okay, All right. In and
1: the her, court, and her in the court, in the eye of the court, she had nothing to do with it. But everybody's like, yeah, no, she had she, something to do with
0: that shit. Yeah. Well, she know, yeah, like you're saying, she knows more than what she's leading on. To know. Oh yes, yeah. Has Carol
2: Baskins got kicked off the uh, no. Dance with the Stars yet, or is she I still? Have no um, idea, no idea. anybody watched it? Chat, anybody watch it?
1: I think the wife busted him. Okay, Chelsea's saying, no, Carol Baskin's not kicked off yet.
0: God, she's still... <sighs> ratings. Everything's about ratings. Oh, no, she's probably going to stay on. Yeah, absolutely. She's probably going to stay on. But... Oh, yeah, they're not going to vote her off purely for ratings because
1: who watches Dancing with the Stars anymore?
2: Do you think that, like, between the two of them would...
0: Between the two of who? Joey Joe Exotic? Joe, Ex- yeah,
2: who would win in Dancing with the Stars?
1: I'm just going to say Carol because of Joe's Gimpneys. knees. Fair I, enough. I, yeah.
2: I think, I just think his gay ass would like really, really get into it and, and be, want to be, you know, how he's always like the tension's got to be on him kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, over not, the not, top. not flamboyant yeah, but over the top, you know, yeah, really, really bought see. in. Nope.
0: Adam, your girlfriend just said she got kicked off last week. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't watch dancing with toys
2: oh uh, Thanks, Daniel. Um, did y'all see the commercial the family did for? I'm guessing for this murder. Car- no,
1: Carol Baskin's uh, missing husband. His family released a commercial Best on favorite, dancing like, with No, like if they, you have any information. Yeah, pretty much. If you have any information, please let us know. And they paid me yeah. like, like daring, like dance with the Star. Yeah, it's a whole lot of drama yeah, going on in the Baskin that's family. That's
2: awesome. That is awesome.
1: Yeah, they got they got into it, man.
2: Hey somebody let me know if there's a GoFundMe for to keep that commercial running. I'll I'll help pay for some <laughs>
1: <laughs> pay for some Airtime. Yeah. I think Joe Exotic's dances would be definitely more over the top. Like, oh, you know, and they he yeah. would probably be out there with a real tiger, one of those things. I could Yeah, yeah I could I believe could, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be out there carrying around little cubs or something like that. Yeah. He'd be over the top with it.
2: That'd be so wild. That would be I, I just I, I think if you wanted to actually get me to watch Dancing with the Stars, I want to see live animals. I, I, <laughs> I, I want to see one on one Joey Exotic dance off with, with Carol Baskins, with Carol Baskins.
1: <laughs> bro. They'd have the whole nation tuned in, exactly. I mean, even Trump and like Biden be on Twitter, be like, Y'all watching this shit tonight? Like, <laughs> <laughs> bait number four, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Winner gets gosh. VP candidacy. <laughs> and, and you know what the
2: sad part? Like, Trump would support Carol Baskins and. Biden would be with Joey exotic.
1: Uh, I would, I would think it'd be the other way, uh, way around. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think it'd be okay. the other way around.
2: Um, no, it's said just the other way around. All right. Fair enough. Chris, you're by
1: yourself on that opinion.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, hey, I'd rather, I'd rather be wrong, but I I really think, I mean, it'd be like, you know, <laughs> you know how Chris Pratt's character in, uh, in the Avengers always talks about footloose and like the dance on with footloose. Like, that would be the real dance off.
1: I love, I love that one part <laughs> when he meets Spider Man, and he's like, "Is Footloose still the greatest movie ever?" And you know, Spider Man's like, "It never <laughs> was." <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a second beer, Chris.
2: Did you bring one? We did, we did. So this is a right. this is a special. I think this one actually, I might have
1: bought two. Hold on, I was so excited to bring out a beer that I had, but then I remembered, okay. has to be on the show. For okay,
2: it. so I do have two. And I was thinking about saving one to go with the pumpkin beer that we have upcoming from Noda, uh, which will probably end up being a pretty high-end beer. But, and save that one. But I'll let y'all decide. This is option two. It's a rainbow sherbet from Artisan Ale. It's a sour with rainbow sherbet flavors.
0: Wait, didn't we already? We've done an Artisan.
2: We have done an Artisan Ale. Yep. Sydney picked this one out, and it just happens to be different from the Artisan Ale. Or we have the actual Oktoberfest Mars and Lager from Birds Fly South.
1: Yeah, save the October
2: Fest. Okay. it will, We'll package that one with the pumpkin ale from... Yeah. Uh,
1: what was the artisan? Noda. We did the... It was the American It themed. was the
2: American one. Yep. It was just called Mayoka. I don't
1: think it really did really well with us. Uh, yeah, it, it was just called Mayoka. I think it was, it was like called. middle of the road, like six and sevens.
0: Yeah. I th- if I believe...
2: I'm going to our Instagram. By the way, if you ever wanted, ever curious about our beer scores, we always post our uh, reviews of beers pretty much a day or two days after we do them, so... Feel free to go back and check that out. Good Lord, we did the Artisan Ale a while back. Yeah, it was a minute ago. Okay, hold rainbow
1: on. Rainbow sherbet yeah. almost, It almost looks like the, like the rainbow cake that I can make. It does look Hit like Hit your the... boy up if you need desserts. I can do them.
0: He actually will be creating a new IG page for
1: his <laughs> <Yeah, boy. laughs> nice desserts. I should be. We, uh... I need to.
2: Yeah, so we we gave the, um, uh, Mer- as Adam said, the America Artisan Ale. I, mean, uh, I knew that was the name. was America Mid-sixes. Mid uh, yeah, six, I told you it
1: was about middle of the road.
2: Six-sevens for, yeah. for you, two, and then a six-four for me. So. Do you have a um, description
1: on what kind of beer it was? I can't remember what we type need to of start beer saving it was. That, I think too. it was a lager. We need to start typing that in there. Well,
2: typically, the beers put them on the front.
1: Oh, yeah, so true.
2: Every single other beer we've ever reviewed puts it on the front.
1: <laughs> I think but. it was just a lager. All right, well, let's get into this one. Yep. Another, It's another from Artisan, and it's called Prairie? No, it's no prairie ju- artisan ales. It's just called, is it's the just name called company, rainbow yeah. sherbet. Yep, it's a okay, so rainbow sherbet. Uh, prairie artisan
2: ales, rainbow sherbet, sour with rainbow sherbet flavors, brewed and canned by Keebs Brewing Company in Mc- McAllister, Oklahoma. It
0: was it was a farmhouse ale.
1: Farmhouse ale. That's right. I, I feel like these artisan ales, these prairie artisan ales. I feel like they're pulling them from different breweries in different locations because I don't think the America was from Oklahoma.
2: Well, it, had, it also has... Like Brood
1: and Canned? I don't think it was Brood and Canned in Oklahoma like this one is.
2: It also has many other states that it is deposited from, so... I don't... I don't I don't uh, know. We'll have to look it up. Um,
1: this one's courtesy of your wife, Sydney. She picked this one This one, one out. was
2: a pick, yeah. Well, actually, Sydney picked all six that we did, we've done over the past couple weeks, and as we've... The final two that we'll have next week,
1: so... Oh, so she's the blame for the Jorge Costanza?
2: She is technically to blame for the Jorge Costanza. Uh-huh.
1: I hope she likes changing four tires. Wow, that's actually no one, no one get, no one catch that. No one. Oh, what no did one you say? That. I'm sorry. I said I hope Cindy likes changing four tires. Four tires. <laughs> yeah. um, Slash all four is, of them. That is not bad. This is definitely the longest government warning I've ever seen on a beer I've had before, though. I didn't even check <laughs> that out. That sucker's like a paragraph long. Jesus. I really don't want us drinking this beer. Hey,
2: for the illiterate over here, to spell artisan real quick. Let me see the backside of that can.
1: It is the A-R-T-I-S-A-N. All right.
2: I'm not you actually... A, uh, yeah, I got that. I'm not actually illiterate. Uh, you're fans.
0: Close. <laughs> <I> have close. <laughs> your, spell, your spelling's horrible. I have but, 10th grade English. The Williams Brothers English is not the, the yeah. strong student.
1: He may not be illiterate, but you can see it. You can almost see the the line.
0: <laughs> he's he's sniffing it. Just yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I do have these cars uh, are all future
1: themes. You notice that too. I do like themes. one of these guys is wearing like NASA outfits. These is it cars. like the Jetson cars? Yeah, it almost looks like Jetson cars. They got like the little domes on them and stuff like that. Like this you... couple right here is like getting into a full on murder brawl right there. Look, you can see like little cuss words about them too. <laughs>
2: they you, you know, don't they're. Sip that
0: thing away. Their American the can, can
2: had like the the face mask
0: mm. from the Purge. It on smells there. really good. It actually is really good. Does it's, it smell like a dessert beer? <laughs> like what is what like, type oh of? Oh damn! Sh- oh damn!
2: What? <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> what type of sherbet does it taste like? That you know how sherbet's always multicolored and multi-flavored.
1: Rainbow sherbet's nothing but a different color, same flavor.
0: Come on now. Daniel, can you back back that know, fat I fat about, up I, don't, is, I don't know about all that. Hit us up in the chat with that. Is Sherbert like Fruit Loops. Same flavor, <laughs> just same different flavor, color. different
1: colors. That's a really good sour, and it smells like you've got like a it smells like a good, clean, crisp sour beer too.
0: I was gonna say grape flavored. Grape flavored? No. I wouldn't
1: say grape flavor. I would say more like towards a citrus flavor.
0: I bet she because when I think of Sherbert, I think of like the green, orange, and yellow. Maybe green. No, 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 no. I think it's
1: I definitely know. more towards orange and lime kind of thing. Yeah, I was
2: going to say I would say orange, maybe. Orange, I would say, maybe. I, have you ever seen a purple sherbet? Danielle wants you to know that they are, in fact, different flavors. Rainbow sherbet is usually raspberry, orange, and lime.
1: She ain't Gordon Ramsay. I don't I don't take she her opinion. <laughs> Gordon Ramsey. she ain't no damn chef.
0: But she is a food science major.
1: She ain't a chef. Hey, man.
2: Know you know what? She... She works at Outback. She does not work at Yamato's. She does not serve sherbet on the rig.
0: All right. But I, ice cream, ice cream is sure like, focus. Let me put it that way. That I chose she- the wrong major.
1: <laughs> no, but no, uh, it's it's a it's a really good beer. Um, I'll give you that. Sherbet's probably it's probably different flavors. Just like Neapolitan ice cream's all different flavors.
2: I know it's it's kind of like we. It's not disappointed <laughs> we at all, man. We were caught off guard because of how bad the other one is.
0: I think I well, think well, all three of how us. How bad
1: the other one was, but just how middle of the road and plain how, the other one was. Yeah, this is it's not, not.
0: Yeah, this isn't bad at all. Not
1: bad at all, man. I would.
0: But I'm getting yeah. I like, would
1: never look at that can and think I'm gonna enjoy this beer.
0: But I I'm I'm would definitely judging like the that book that, by its cover. I wouldn't want it. The orange with like maybe some like lemon zest to yeah, it. Yeah. But mainly like an orange citrusy flavor. Yeah. I'm more on the citrus spectrum with the flavor profile Yeah, I'm getting. It's Definitely. not, but like you say, it's not bad at all.
1: No, I I actually really <laughs> like that beer. I'm going to be like, mad if I don't get more of it. Chris, don't kill it. I feel like I got more lemon
2: lime out of that. I feel like it it changed on me as I, I got more like tart in the top of your mouth kind of thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm so. I'm so surprised. I'm. So, I'm like. I, I'm not quite sure what to give it yet, because I, I just I remember back to the to the farm, like the farmhouse ale or whatever you want to call that ale that we had, and it just it like you said it would. It just didn't. There's not that it was anything wrong with the beer. It just didn't wow us. It didn't catch you. It didn't give you this flavor that you were satisfied with, and that's why it got the that mid six kind of score. And I'm almost like afraid. I was almost like afraid to try
1: this beer, but it's
2: really good.
1: It is actually a really good beer. Um, I would highly recommend it to people, especially if you like sours. Yeah. If you like sours, um, go get this one. It's a really good, really good sour. Dude, I'm going to put this one like Eight eight, dude. Eight oh, eight. Yeah.
2: Woo, daddy coming in high right here. Hey, uh, you got any more
0: left of that? <laughs> <laughs> Adam's hey, oh, no more, man. I, I say I gotta, gotta get another sip
2: in. Adam's like, all right, I will give you I actually wrote my score down before you put your score in and I gave it an eight three. Okay, I was, yeah. I was trying to think. I was like, I know this is gonna make the eight. This is good, man. Where within the eight spectrum is it going to make? And it's a it's an it's a eight three for me, eight eight for you.
0: What'd I give that last one?
2: The last Perry or the one that uh, you, the yes. last the last one tonight? The golden monkey. You gave the golden monkey an eight two. What you thinking?
0: Eight one. Uh, oh, you, uh, just under the golden monkey. Just
2: just the per. You couldn't you couldn't give the golden monkey a, a lower score than that one? Was it like a personal thing or?
0: No, they're both they're both good beers and they're both for what they are fantastic beers, and so I mean they I mean white right they're together I'd say.
2: So you gave the victory sour monkey a nine and gave that one an eight eight last week, Alex.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I gave what the sour.
2: You gave the victory sour monkey a nine and you gave this one an eight eight.
1: Okay. Yeah. So
2: I actually think the victory sour monkey is probably the highest score you've given. The pumpkin latte from Sycamore you gave a eight flat or eight five. Sorry, eight
1: five. No, I gave like a I gave the farm beer higher. That was like a nine five. Oh, that doesn't count. I don't. I, like. I I don't count. The like, live shows.
2: Yeah, I don't count our live shows. Like obviously they're great scores and they're respectable of our opinions of those beers. But
1: they're coming straight off the tap. Exactly. Straight the they yeah. have
2: such an advantage on on anything that we're drinking out
1: of the can. So this beer t- is actually this uh Rainbow Sherbet beer is actually coming with a five point two percent alcohol.
2: Oh, that's right. We didn't even talk about that. 5.2% no. alcohol wise. Okay. Coming in
1: heavier than a Bud Light, Mineral Light, and all that.
2: Yeah, I would drink that all day. Sydney's going to a really good beer. She's Sydney's going to be mad, be mad she that she didn't out, get yeah. any on it. Yeah. Yeah. Cali's
1: going to be the same way. Because,
2: you know, Sydney is was such a, when we took that trip to Charleston to pick up Austin that time, she was such, I mean, one of her favorite beers of all time is that Cotton Candy Sour from. Ghost Monkey bro. She
1: liked that one a lot, bro. Dude. She was. That was one of those sours that, like, over it. <laughs> your jaw locked up. It literally jaw. It literally locked up.
2: Yeah, that yeah. was a
1: really sour beer, especially straight out the tap.
2: And depending on the glass that they gave you in, because remember Callie got one too. Depending on the glass that they gave you in,
1: it had a completely different reaction.
2: Well, it tasted. It tasted like Sydney's tasted like pink cotton candy, and Callie's tasted like blue cotton candy. So depending on the glass that you got it in it was depending on the different type of taste that you got out of the cotton candy sour, which was really, really, really kind of cool.
0: And where was this at? It's Ghost Monkey Brewery in Charleston. I don't think I've I've never been there. It's, it's near, a it's near a smaller Westbrook. one. Yeah, it's, it's a smaller little one.
1: smaller one, but they've got really good stuff there. Really good stuff there.
2: When we, when we become big and famous, we'll we'll book us like a weekend tour set down in uh down in Charleston. We'll do multiple breweries.
1: Yeah, that's how it will go.
2: Because yeah. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I would be scared to do Westbrook, in a sense where we'd probably walk away with at least five beers that were in the nines.
1: Because <laughs> Westbrook, yeah, Brewery, seriously, Westbrook is
2: they bring it, baby.
1: A lot of their stuff on tap is just phenomenal. Yeah, really, really good. They they bring it. So hell, Revelry be the same way. Yeah, I know. Revelry is phenomenal. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, phenomenal. Yeah. That's like I said. That's we'd my all favorite. consistently be in the eights above. Yeah, it would be eights and above. Yeah, consistently.
2: I don't don't think I don't think that they would get a beer below eight.
1: Revory probably. Yeah, and yeah, I think like you know with live shows we're taking into the atmosphere, the story behind the beers. At least I, I'm somewhat am. And uh, when I'm talking about like taking into the atmosphere, it's like it's gonna add like point five to the score or stuff like that. But like, yeah,
0: for the most part.
1: But like when you're there experiencing it right then in that moment, the beer is gonna taste so much different. Like you cannot beat straight off the tap from the keg that was made 15 feet to the right.
0: Yeah. Like you can't beat that. I, I could, I could hit my head on the, uh on the um or the vat that it was getting. Yeah. 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 Seriously. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of why I keep the score separate for
2: those, those, you know, in our notes section and in our official scores and stuff. I mean, you know, obviously we can go back
1: and always find our official scores on Instagram from the,
2: from the live shows, but. Uh, you know, what's really
1: cool that I've seeing a lot lately in these smaller ones, like Hazelwood's doing it. Um, I don't know if Swamp Cabbage is doing it, but you can go to these places and like, I know with Hazelwood, you can order like a six pack of a certain beer and literally watch them can your six pack right there in front of you.
2: Yeah, Columbia Craft does that too, here in Columbia.
1: Okay. You know, because they actually like... I know most smaller places are doing that because... They make the crowlers or whatever you want to call them. Well, I'm just talking about like an actual, like just like a tall boy, like a 16 16 16 ounce. ounce. Not a growler or a crawler or whatever. But you know, a little sixteen ounce tall boy watching that get cans is kind of cool too. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. And I, I think it's smart. You get fresher beer that way.
1: Yeah, very, very true.
2: So if you want people to to respect it and uh and talk about your beer. I'm kind of nervous because I, I don't know whether we should talk about the Atlanta Braves right now or whether we should just kind of let it ride and not say anything. What do y'all think?
1: Uh no. We do We won we... the wild card. We, do <laughs> we don't talk about <laughs> we won the wild card. Does anybody want to care? To tell me what was the, what was the, what was the, uh, series record on that wild card? Uh, two and oh, got a sweep. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. a sweep. <laughs> okay. We are now one and know oh in the NLDS. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And big, yeah. big seventh inning. Not going to lie. Huge, huge, huge. gave us inning. the win completely. <laughs> Was, we put up, what, six in the seventh inning?
2: We put up six in the seventh inning. To make it 9-4. And it was the most runs we've we've scored in a postseason game since the year we won the World Series.
1: Most runs we okay, scored that, in, an that, inning, no, right, that, in an inning in a postseason skipped, that's game. That's that. You could have skipped that's, <laughs> that. That's the one that's going to jinx something right there, okay?
0: That's that.
1: That's the one that's going to jinx some shit. But I thought you were about to say it was the biggest, most runs we scored in a single inning this season. I was like, Nah, that's a lot. I was like, We—I've watched some regular season games where you just—we hung thirty. Yeah, (laughs) I've seen. I've seen us go around the the batting order a few times. No, no, it was (laughs) twenty-nine,
0: wasn't it? Didn't we hang twenty-nine on the Marlins? I think you're right. Was it not the Marlins that we hung (laughs) twenty-nine on? Yes, actually. I was gonna say I think it was. Yep. Yep. In the regular season. All I'm gonna say is we have the Marlins. Not like we can play the Marlins well.
1: We were gonna play the Marlins better, other than the other team. Other than way. the Cubs, yeah, yeah. I think the Cubs would have been more of a challenge. Agreed.
0: Also, Not saying that the Marlins. Also, aren't. speaking
1: of that, who's a Padres fan this week? Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> we don't want the Dodgers. We don't want the Dodgers. No. Hell, I don't if, know if we, we make it, if we make it to the NLCS. hell, I don't know if, if we, we want, want the Padres either. But I definitely don't want the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah, but the
2: lesser of two evils, exactly. Yeah. Oh, wait, so you would rather have the Dodgers or the Padres? Oh no,
1: no, I'd rather have the Padres. Okay,
2: okay. No. I, I agree with Alex in this sense because the Padres lineup is better than the Dodgers lineup, but the Padres pitching is no. I mean, listen, no, Mike Clevenger's yeah, cool and all, but he's nowhere near Walker Bueller and and Clayton
1: Kershaw. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I am more worried about our players getting hits than I am my pitching staff.
2: As well, a Braves fan, well, don't don't to buy- a certain
1: extent to a certain extent.
2: Yeah, don't... Don't buy... What you saw today is what you're going to see from us in the postseason, pitching-wise. We're going to give up four or five runs a game. When, yeah. when we face better... When we face better competition... Did I don't know if y'all realize Joey Votto led the Reds in batting average this year at 226. So... Yeah, our pitching staff looked really good in the wild card. But there's series. a reason. There's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> so those guys live and die by the The number one run. hitters
1: batting 226. They
2: won yeah. they won three yeah, games. Hold on.
1: How did they get the wild card?
2: They won. Listen to this. They won three games the entire season where they didn't hit a home run in the game. All the rest of their wins Somebody came hit because run? they hit at least one home run in a game. They lived and died by the home. Okay,
1: run. but what's I want to know what the average like the average team in the playoffs now was compare that to like the Braves or the Dodgers I, I, How many games did we to, win without hitting a home run
2: I'd have to go back over that probably not a lot either because we are also kind of a home run team we had three today we are, yeah. so I mean we, we are three
1: it. very quick <laughs> yeah
2: I mean we led the, we had we had two of the we had the two top guys in the NL and home runs with Freddie Freeman and Marcel Zuna you also had Ronald Cooney Jr hit 10 you also had Travis Adard hit 10 Uh, Adam Duvall hit 10. Actually, he had like 14, technically. But uh, So, I mean, we had six guys. We had multiple guys
0: in double-digit homers. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Dancy Swanson hit 10, too. So we had six guys with with double-digit homers in a 60-game season. So uh, we also live and die by the homer. But pitching staff is going to be better. Ian Anderson is big tomorrow. Tomorrow's game is
1: huge. I feel like we've been talking about this as Braves fans. If they would just go out and just buy two... Decent pitchers We're not asking for like Solid aces But just Two people that can Handle themselves Or one ace One ace Like come on That guy That
2: guy Dude, We been, need that, that That one guy That guy We've been talking about For a couple of weeks Off, it of ain't air.
1: gonna be Damn Trevor Bauer But that guy
2: Would he Would him And a healthy Mike Soroka And a healthy Cole Hamels Well screw Cole Hamels He's
0: 38 years old and but, but I mean He still has here. some stuff With him he can not anymore, There's but he no could be he's that veteran presence that can coach some, you know, B. you're you're now going to be have, the calming presence and the coach. I get what Adam's saying. Yeah. I mean,
2: if if we re-sign Cole Hamills, one, we probably won't. one, it would be it better be for less than five million dollars. And two, you're going to ask Cole Hamels next year to pitch having literally gone a year like it will be about 16 to 18 months that Since Cole Hamels pitched. has literally last pitched a healthy full game. Yeah. He literally pitched one game this year, got hurt, done for the year. Again. Again. And at 38, possibly 39 years old, it, there's just no reason. There's no reason to even waste the money, waste the roster space.
1: So you're saying get rid of Cole this year? Yeah,
2: let let Cole walk. Let, let you know, we signed Felix Hernandez. He set out the whole year. Let him walk. When you have those two guys walk, you have twenty million dollars a year to spend on a pitcher. So did for Fe- the same roster. Did Felix
0: those sit out due to COVID. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah.
2: And again, he's also thirty-eight years old. I mean, what we did this past offseason made sense. We gave two older veteran guys an opportunity to come in, be effective with these young pitchers before the COVID scenario, and make a five-man rotation for us with Mike Soroka, Fultonevich, Freed. And and that's what we planned on having as our five guys. And those
0: yeah, and those two veteran, like you're saying, those two guys fill out the four and five spots or up, yeah.
2: three and four yeah.
0: spots, whatever it needed to be. Yeah.
2: And Fultonevich has now proven he's never gonna stay around again. He, We're probably they,
1: gonna be one of those guys that are like they're players slash coaches
0: kind of thing. So do you think if if faulty realizes, hey, I let myself go, but he gets he gets back into working shape and you see him gain another 4 or 5 miles an hour gets back to like that 95 range.
2: He's going to need to be in the 97 90 like he needs to overpower people with his fastball. That's
0: what I'm because saying because he literally only has a slider, that's it. I say cuz he was at 97 and then dropped to what 92. Yeah. What he's hurt, right? He's No, yeah. he's just out of shape. <laughs> Both.
2: <laughs> Both. I mean, he he's had some arm trouble in the past year or two and he's also out of shape. He didn't take care of his body in the off season and and But that's COVID. what I'm
0: saying, if he gets if he gets healthy or if he gets Back in shape. If all of a sudden his arm is better than what it was, and you see him touching ninety five, ninety six consistently, do we bring him back, or do we, or does he stay in A ball? Well, no. I mean, I the, uh, he's going to get an opportunity. The money, money you're paying him.
1: Yeah, he's. They're going to keep him around, but like in the the question you're asking, the decision to keep him or. You know, to, send him uh, back to A, Yeah. Would be made before he could have the opportunity to get back into shape. The Braves would make that decision right after the season ends. He's not going to have the opportunity to get into shape.
2: We we owe faulty money for two more years, I think. Or yeah. at least one more year.
0: That's what I'm saying. But like, So he,
2: he's going to, I mean, you're going to see either he's improved and healthy and is going to make the big league roster next year, or we're going to have to trade him. Because he's a multi-million dollar kind of year guy, and you can't have that holding you down. Yeah, if in, in if
1: the AAA. Go, if he's going to AAA,
0: yep. So. I
1: like what Steve's saying about... It. He says Matt, but it's it's Greg Maddox. Talking about, you know, study film, only pitching the 80s. But the guy knows where to throw the damn ball. Paint, Paint the corners. Paint the corners. Yeah, he Your put- pitch is hitting the mark. You know what it's doing. If it's he says break. set up
0: outside, the catcher ain't going to have to move.
1: Yeah. The catcher puts his glove up like, hey, throw it here. The ball was going right there. Yeah.
0: Maddox, Maddox was a very... Like you're saying, didn't pitch hard or fast, but damn. I just want it, 90s Braves baseball back. Just yeah. damn hit his spots: Maddox, Smoltz, Glavin. Chipper. Oh, <laughs> Chipper.
1: Andrew, Andrew Jones. yeah, Andrew Jones. Oh. The good times, right? Yeah. Chris, who was the catcher? What, what, was, what was your boy's name?
2: Javi Lopez. Yeah. But did you know Javi Lopez actually, hold on, it's either Maddox or Smoltz. One of those two. So one of the two, one of the big three didn't like the way Javi Lopez called games and caught him. So that was Javi's day off every five days was when that specific pitcher pitched. And they had like Eduardo Perez or Edgar Perez or whoever yeah. was the backup catcher catch that guy every time for 10 years.
1: <laughs> Damn. Okay. It was It
2: was almost like a rivalry.
1: Well, that was like David Ross. The only reason he was at the Cubs was because of um, what was the pitcher's name? Grandpa Ross, John Lester. It was one of the pitchers on the Cubs. He he would not throw to anyone else but David Ross.
0: Or well, uh, was it Jake Arietta, Maybe, maybe it was Jake Arietta. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He would only throw yeah. to Ross. Yeah, he was like it, that was the only play. That was like the only catcher he really like clicked with. I think yeah. it was John
2: Lester though. I actually it think it was John Lester because it was, what, David David Ross and John Lester were both at, at Boston at one point.
1: It was one of those where like, the pitcher got signed and he was like, "Hey, I would really like, I need you to go sign Ross."
0: He was like, "Hey, I need yeah, you to go need get you this kid. I need
1: you to go get my boy.
0: I need I need my, him, I need, I need my, I need my main guy behind the plate when I
1: pitch." And he really only caught when that guy was throwing. It's I kind of one of those things like he was saying. Was, you I know, can
0: believe it. Yeah, Javier Lopez. But that's why but, I want to know
1: who that is. you. Need to look that up, Chris. While we're talking, look that up.
0: I will. Okay. Which one? The the Braves and yeah, the Javi Braves, or the, the Braves.
1: I want to know who who on the Braves pitching staff said. Nah, not wanna, screw Javi
0: Lopez. Screw that future Hall of Famer. I don't want to get he uh, I'm, I'm not I don't like the him. way I don't yeah, like I'm the way he caused him. the game. I don't know. So I don't know. I'm today was a big game for us, though. I think game one. I think it set the momentum.
2: It was huge. It yeah. was it was really I, honestly huge. And it's like um I mean, tomorrow is also huge. I want to be clear about that because I don't have a whole lot of confidence in us winning Game Three and Game Four, be, just from a pitching standpoint. So if Ian Anderson can come out and put us up two zero tomorrow, like we That's we can massive. walk away to it is huge. I mean, because you we because of how little Max Freed actually threw today. I mean, he only got like seventy four pitches or something like that. Yeah.
0: He's gonna have a chance to come back on Friday if we have a Game Five. So I'm I'm hoping I said. Huge game, huge win for us, but I thought the bullpen actually looked decent today. Like they came yeah, out, and actually didn't, didn't did their bad. job. They yeah, did they, what they were supposed to do. They handled themselves. They handled so themselves I was well, I was man. really happy with that.
1: But that's that's also been a big question mark for the Braves baseball. It's, it's been the, the bullpen. bullpen, absolutely.
0: Yeah. But um, I did hear a stat today though. So Acuna's been hit, I think it's twenty or twenty one times this year, five of which. Well, by the Marlins organization.
1: That's why he he posted something about when
0: he when he, he hit was it. like
1: they they only hit me because they can't get me out or something well, like that. He well, tweeted he, that or put it on Instagram or something like that. Well, also he, I think he Instagram uh, like the home run hit or something like yeah. That. He was like I like he he quoted Conor McGregor exactly. I want to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely nobody. Yes. Yeah. Yes,
0: correct. Yeah, the Marlins do not like it. So either way, he he led the game off with a four hundred and thirty foot yeah. Oppo home run. And then in the third or fourth inning, whenever I think it was the third inning, whenever he got back up, he wore ninety seven mile an hour fastball to the to the hip slash. Butt. But then why and why'd they hit him though? Why were they would they, they, th- said, they throw at him? They said it wasn't it was unintentional. But you at this point in time, there's history between the the between yeah, the two, that player and this organization. Is yeah. There's history there. And so he stepped out to the field and kind of was like, I think chatting with the pitcher about it, and then looked back at the the dugout because somebody was choking him from the dugout and you saw him hold up, you know, five, like y'all hit me five times this year. That doesn't happen just by accident. No. Not at this no. level. Like I understand, like, and and it wasn't like it was at the head. It was in that safe spot of, like, thigh to, like, lower rib where yeah, if you're going to hit somebody on purpose, that's where you're aiming. Yeah. And I'll be damned they didn't hit him. I right don't, you know, I'm not saying 97 to the hip ain't going to hurt. Yeah. But that's exactly, I mean.
1: But you're going to be able to, you're you're not risking. Major so, injury. Like a major injury to the player that you're throwing the ball Correct. at. Correct. And so, I mean. I was, I was watching a game earlier. Uh, I can't remember which one it was, but they are talking about how a player got hit, and they were talking about there was history there, and maybe something happened in the, in the earlier in the game. But the ump was smart enough to recognize that the guy got hit with a curveball. Yeah, And ump was like, "Ain't nobody throwing a curveball at somebody." He was like, "If you're if you're actually genuinely trying to peg somebody, yeah, you're gonna... you're, you're throwing a fastball. Yeah, you, you know where that ball's going. You're trying to throw a straight line, but that."
0: It, 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 yeah, I mean, like I'm not Kuna, saying Kuna I'm not saying he... five times is a that's a big history. You can't yeah. ignore that. And that was not and that wasn't like five times over. Kuhl. That's five times. I think this year. Yeah. He got hit 21 times this year and five of them were by your organization in a 60 game series. Yeah.
1: Twenty five percent of the
0: time he's been hit. It's 20 percent yeah, of the time. Oh Yeah.
1: Twenty percent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're getting hit by the organization you're playing. And so and I think and I think that's what they they were kind of chirping about back and forth. And that's why – what's the third base coach's name? Is it Washington? Rod Washington, yeah. Yeah. He, he, like, stepped in. Like, the umpires stepped into this, you know, situation. And, you know, they went on about their business. But still, like, you, you got to think. Like, I understand you're trying to try and pitch him inside or crowd him a little bit. Yeah, that's – you know, you missed by a foot and a half and hit him, you know, damn near about through behind him.
1: I'm kind of interested to see what goes on with the rest of the series with that. So you but, know, you know that's all. All it's
0: going to do is just drive him to do more. Exactly, and so it's well, going to make him. And that was what, but that's what the ball. announcers were trying to say today. They're like, "You are up four one or four two at this point. Why put the guy on? Why? Why this? Why that? Yeah, why? Because he just literally in his last at bat took you oppo for four hundred and thirty feet. Like do you, you're already mad at him. Yeah. like there's a reason to hit him but now, you're I,
1: up you're, they were winning the game
0: they were like there is which a reason col- to him but there was is, no reason which is
1: considerably a, a decent lead in baseball
0: yeah you know and but but either way I he, he got hit they had some words he took his himself on the first and I think I, I don't think it hurt him that inning but so I think then Freddie popped out because I think I think it was Riley struck out he got hit Freddie popped out Ozuna, maybe Dun's. I don't remember.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm with y'all. I I mean,
0: it's inter- it, There's
2: there's a. I think it's Julio Araña is a relief pitcher for Miami that's had a lot of feuds with with Ronald Acuna. So it's there's a lot of bad blood there. Interdivisional rivalry. Um, you know, my Miami. My it's a funny stat. I don't know if you realize this, Adam. Miami has never lost a postseason series in their organ in the Marlins organization. In
0: which they made playoffs, they've never lost.
2: Well, yeah, yeah,
0: they've only made. The, one the, yeah, the playoffs one time. And I they thought they it was twice. No, no, just the once. And two thousand
1: one, they, made once, they yeah. won, the, won World the World Series. series so they've never lost a playoff series. So, yeah. but because they're literally one and zero oh in every stage. <laughs>
2: Hey, the stats stats don't lie, baby. Hey, they're back in uh, the thousands, is what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was correct. It was Maddox that would not let Javi Lopez catch him. So across their tenure together in Atlanta,
0: four different backup catchers Call, caught caught Maddox. Maddox. He would not let Javi Lopez catch. So did catch they him. have like one game and they just didn't mo- like vibe together? Or like was it like, hey, I come in. Like they came in together and they, Bobby
2: Cox never told anybody. Javi Lopez never told anybody. Greg Maddox didn't tell anybody.
1: So it was probably one of those games. If somebody was actually really good at their job or want to spend the time, it was probably like you can go back to like Greg Maddox probably had like a really bad game with Javi Lopez behind the plate.
0: Yeah. And Greg in his mind was like, that was all Javi. He just caught a bad game. Like I was doing my job and he just caught a bad game. Like
1: if if we went back to, let's, uh, if we went back and watched the last game Greg threw with Javi catching.
0: You, if you actually went and watched it, you know, every pitch,
1: every second, you on it, depending on the camera coverage, you probably see like Greg, like throwing off signs, like saying no, 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 and then finally saying, yeah, okay, or something like that, you know? Yeah, even in the playoffs. So, like with the article that I was reading
2: in, in, um, it was like the 97 playoffs or something. We were in the, uh, NL championship and we were playing San Francisco, the San Francisco Giants. And they asked Bobby, they said, hey, listen, you know, it's a one-on-one series, really tight series. You guys picked up a win today. You got Greg Maddox on the mound tomorrow. Javi Lopez hit a homer today. Are you 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 know, still going to take Javi out of the lineup? And he was like, yep. And they're like, is that not hard to, like, take an all-star catcher out of the lineup? And he was like, yeah, it's really hard, but we got to do it. And they're like, well, who's going to catch? And he's like, Eddie Perez. And they're like, is there any chance that Javi comes back in after Maddox is pulled? He's like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it, like Hobby would come. Uh, apparently, like, I, I don't know the, how the game went, but, like, Bobby Cox was going to put Javi right back in because you need the bat in the lineup. Yeah. And those two guys just don't vibe. But, I mean, right, here's the thing. If Greg Maddox is not Greg Maddox, like, it's probably not even a question. It's probably like, hey, listen, I don't give a shit who you want to catch you. Like, you know, Javi oh, Lopez. Oh, yeah, if he was a middle-of-the-road <laughs> pitcher, yeah, Javi, they would,
1: they'd be like, hey, okay, shut the hell up. We're going we're gonna to put whatever catcher we want out there. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, but it was it was Greg Maddox. They were like Greg Maddox. came be like, "Hey, I want the catcher to come out wearing pink." And they're like, "Okay, we're changing uniform to pink."
2: Yeah, so like, <laughs> I mean, it, it is it is what it is, and I'm sure it, I'm sure there's enough value there with Greg Maddox on the mound that, like, of course, you know, you're you're gonna do what he needs to be comfortable and be successful as a pitcher because he's yeah, re- Greg freaking Maddox. So, um, but it, it, the the interesting thing is, it's not just like. He preferred Eddie Perez over Javi Lopez. He preferred literally any other catcher across their tenure to Javi Lopez. So it feels like there's kind of like a little bit of a rivalry there. Like a little little something wrong, a little bad blood teammate-wise.
1: That is interesting. I want to know, like, I wish there was reports on, like, what was their, like, locker room interactions like? Yeah,
2: that would be interesting. Like, were they, no. like,
1: buddies and hung out? They just knew on the field they didn't get along too well? or yeah. like, Like, I want to know.
2: Cause I'm I'm thinking it's probably worse than that. It's probably not just an on the sale. See field if you thing. can't
1: find uh Javi Lopez's number. We'll call him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll okay. get him on the show. Yeah, I'll, we'll, I'll book you we'll on the show. Him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking
2: of booking somebody on the show, though, we do need to book the guy that we were talking about, the Instagram guy, that's coworker of mine.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's so get him on the show.
2: I, I'm gonna see if he. It's uh, on
1: you. Don't be looking at me now. That's on you.
2: I know. I know. We just I we got we got to schedule this. So, hey, you still got to buy the camera. Don't get don't. I'm, go I'm not going to buy the
1: camera marks. I need it for other purposes. But don't, yeah. don't
2: get with me now. Um, why did you just come out with a towel in your hand? Because I washed my hands after using the bathroom. Where the hell did you get that kind of towel from? They just got a roll of paper towels in there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got a paper towel rolling on the wall? You just pulling it down? No, it's just sitting on the counter. Um, can you buy one of those electrical paper towel holders for the wall?
1: I mean, you could, but who's going to spend the money for that?
2: I wonder, they got batteries in them, I guess. They're not plugged in anything in the wall, right?
1: I don't know. That's a good question.
2: Adam, Adam, you're an engineer. I don't,
1: I don't need stop <laughs> hey, David not an engineer. He works on roads, man. He doesn't work on bathrooms. He
2: don't even work on roads. He just goes, yeah, that's... You know what? Adam, we talked about the possum getting run over with the yellow line the other day. Yeah. Adam would be the guy to be like, I mean, guys, it wasn't perfect, but, I mean, it also ain't your job to move the dead possum that's out of the That's not true. <laughs> that's not true. Have you seen South Carolina roads? Um, Again. <laughs> That's before my time. <laughs> he's gonna be say he's gonna be saying that when he's like 55 and getting ready to retire yeah. too. Hey man, listen, these roads were built before my time. Adam, you've been here. That for wasn't my 30 fault. Years. I didn't do nothing with that. <laughs> they didn't replace the asphalt seven times. This is now your fault. <laughs> nah, fam, not me. <laughs> oh my goodness. But hey, some nah, exciting not my project. <laughs> some exciting times. I said, I'm trying to think back to it. I said Atlanta would lose in the second round of the playoffs. You said they would win this series and lose in the championship. Jumper did
1: say that we were going to go to the N- NLCS. No, I said we would make it to the NLCS. I didn't say I may have said we would lose, but I'm, I'm taking my words back. NL- I'm saying we are going to the NLCS. I'm
0: that yeah, what happens at the NLCS. I'm leaving that up. For I a agree. Thing. No, that's we both said we make in the NLCS and we're probably going to play the Dodgers and probably going to lose.
2: Yeah. yeah, Austin said they wouldn't
0: make it out of the wild card round. Correct. Okay,
1: well he's already wrong.
0: So. Don't take his advice on anything. Clearly, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Austin's one of those guys
1: you can bet with and make a bunch of money. Next week you bet with him again and you lose all the money you made.
2: He's that very,
1: is, very wishy washy.
2: That is true. We do need to get back to at least, at least putting like our some some picks together on Thursday ahead of the weekend. So, um, obviously, some more beers to do on Thursday. We'll bring something non-sports related. We, we've covered a lot of sports lately. We're going to bring something non-sports related. I got a question from a wedding that a guy wanted us to cover that I think is a little, little interesting. So we'll, uh, we'll we might cover that on Thursday.
0: Hey, that sounds good to me. Let's bring that up. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It should sound good to you, you freaking single pimp. Not single. Oh yeah, well, not, that's right. Yeah, here. he's not single, Chris. You're Come on, now. Currently. put
0: more respect on him
1: and Danielle's relationship.
2: Chelsea said yes. <laughs> Chelsea, what do you want us to talk about? This non non sports related. We can
1: just bring Chelsea on.
2: Yeah, Chelsea, you do need to call in at some point, you're, or just you're, come you're, in. You know where my house is at. Also, I say. I say but I thought she lives in Greenville.
1: Yeah, but she's
0: here a lot. She's got nothing else going on in Greenville.
2: Oh, okay. Not yeah, going so, on work. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I've, we could have her on as a special guest. Just hey.
2: kidding. She does work. Hey, un, un, unemployment's <laughs> paying for a lot of people right now, and the and the stimulus bill that apparently got denied today. But we 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 don't want to walk those lines.
0: No, not this episode.
1: And no, Chelsea. To answer to your question in chat, I am not working from home. I'm actually going back to the office five days a week now. It may only be from nine from nine to two, but I'm going five days a week.
2: I'm still working from home. Yeah. Shoot. Kinda. It
0: takes him longer longer than he, uh, to drive out there than he actually does hey, work out. Hey,
1: we're not talking logistics now.
0: <laughs> I do
1: drive for two hours to go work for three. For th- yeah, no, for five. For five. Yeah. Holy shit, that's right. I do drive two hours to go work five hours, <laughs> one hour there, one hour back home. But yeah, we've got a. We'll, we'll bring we'll bring Chelsea in if she's willing. Uh, we'll get Callie in here too, so they can just kind of bring some non-sports related we, stuff.
2: We've somewhat promised on a previous episode that I listened to today, as I was renaming our episodes, uh, that we were going to have an all-girls takeover, and that's something we probably. We'll have probably can do in the next month or two, maybe.
1: All right. Next couple weeks, maybe
2: just let the girls take over one at one, one episode, one week.
1: Okay. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I think it's a good episode. Uh, y'all got anything you want to bring up before we cut it?
2: No, I'm done. No, I'm, I'm I'm solid for today. All right. So we'll see you on Thursday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank y'all for listening. We'll see you Thursday. Um, unless something drastic happens, you know, like Adam just gets food poisoning or whatever. I'm not going to poison him or anything. But thanks for joining on this episode. It's uh, been a fantastic episode, it's been fun. Uh we are hitting you 2 days a week now, so tune in. Thanks for joining and as always we appreciate you guys listening and giving us your feedback and talk with us in the chat.
0: All right, y'all have a good night.